Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way, while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right. Today on the show, we have Nick Espinette. How are you doing, Nick? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on. And if you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Okay. Uh, my name is Nick Espinette, and I started syndicating apartments about five years ago and have currently, currently right now, have owned three properties or co-sponsored them for a total of 452 units. We actually have another deal under contract that we can accept new investors for, but looking to add a couple of properties a year is what we're working on. Um, prior to real estate, I was in the healthcare world, but started looking for um, place our, my wife and I to place our retirement income, something that we could be more involved in and started the path looking at single family homes. But the more we educated ourselves, the more multifamily kept popping up and we saw the value of multifamily plus realized that it wasn't just large corporations or REITs or that individuals could come together and purchase a fairly decent size apartment. Well, Nick, thanks for coming on. I know you've typically asset managed properties in a tertiary market like Abilene, Texas, and which is different than managing in DFW because of less resources. Can you talk a little bit about that from a you know vendor and staffing standpoint? Sure. It is a challenge being out there. We've gone through almost every contractor in Abilene. We bring a lot of vendors out of Dallas, out of DFW, which is a two-hour drive but we can put them up in a, a vacant unit or two. They bring air mattresses and actually like it better because once they're out there, those guys are focused and get their stuff done so they can get back to their home in DFW. Whereas some of our, our local contractors, you know, we might see them for a day or two, then they're gone for a few days. And there's just not the competition where they, they'll go over and help somebody else out or kind of disappear. We, we've got one or two that we use, like our big plumbing company. We have a decent sized sewer snake on our properties, but if it's bigger than what ours can handle, we have a company that will come out. But um, you know, we've done our, not the property on now, the one before we did a very substantial exterior facelift on it and the crew was completely out of DFW. As far as other other areas of asset managing, how does it compare? Kyle and I have done Tucson and Phoenix. And so, you know, we have a lot of great resources there, but you know, maybe talk about you know, how else it differs. The, on the ma- asset management side, it's you know trying to 
put together contractors. Our property management company handles the biggest part of that. So it's a two hour drive for us to get out there. So we do have to make a plan to go and check on things, oversee things. We we do have some boots on the ground. My father-in-law lives in Abilene. So I've had him go drive through a property when we were having some challenges with a with trash not being picked up like we wanted it. I'd have him drive through a couple times a week and just take pictures for me if there was any trash out. And then Brad Abbott, my business partner, his parents are also from live in Abilene. They, now they spend the summer in Colorado, but they spend the winter in Abilene. So they, they've been helpful. But, you know, as far as going out to check it, it's not like being here in DFW where I can drive 20 minutes to check on a property. We, we have to plan to go out there and follow through, you know, trying to, we've had a challenge. I, we wanted to do food trucks at the properties. I've called seven or eight food truck companies trying to get somebody just to come set up and for them to make money, but none of them call me back. Kind of a little bit of a small town mentality at times. That has been a challenge. Does your underwriting change at all as far as lease up in a tertiary market? You know, typically we like to see 75% at least of being able to lease up on a yearly basis. So, you know, eight to 10 leases a month coming in on a minimum. Do you underwrite differently for these smaller markets where, you know, they may not be able to get as much traffic or do you just increase your marketing spend? We don't have as much product. So our lease up is not as challenging. What we do where we are more conservative versus DFW is on our annual rent growth. We use anywhere between like 1.5 on some of the older properties and 1.8% on our um, newer assets. And then we do build in a little more economic vacancy, about 1% more. So we take that from a either CoStar or some other type of industry data and look more at the historical numbers. We're using 11% economic vacancy as our stabilized number, whereas the same property in Dallas we, or Fort Worth, we'd probably use 10%, maybe in the Phoenix area or somewhere in Arizona might use nine. We're building in a little more economic vacancy out there. And as an asset manager in Texas, you have to deal with big increases in taxes and insurance. Can you talk about ways that you, uh, you use to, to mitigate those increases? One, we get a quote from a tax professional. You know, every county is different. Tarrant County, where I live, is one of the most aggressive. If I was looking at a property in Tarrant County, I'd probably use 90, 95% to 100% of the purchase price times the mill rate versus in Abilene, we're using 75 to 80% in year one. But by year three, we want to build up to close to 90, 95% of what our purchase price is. When we start digging into a deal deeper, we, we use our tax consultant. And she's usually pretty good at saying this county is going to go this route. And she, she's got us in close. Now, taxes, that's a, you know, the last two years, there's been just massive increase. And I, I don't know, anybody expected that almost 20% increase in taxes. Now, this uh, current asset that we're after, we we are using the current numbers around 450 a unit for taxes. The deals we'd already purchased, we did build in some increase, but I don't think anybody was expecting a 20% jump in your taxes in the last 12 months. And if you did, you probably wouldn't have got the deal. Going forward, we're looking at, you know, we grow our ta- uh, in, uh, insurance around 2% a year, just natural. It might be something to start tweaking. They like to think they've hit the top, but you never know. Another couple more hurricanes or tornadoes, and they may decide they're going to jump them up again. I also know, Nick, you do some some coaching on the side. What's the number one problem your mentees face when they come to you about asset managing? I think knowing what KPIs to follow, you know, what what are the important numbers? If, you know, 
Because it'd be nice if we could sit down and spend eight hours a day digging through the numbers, but they want to come in and where can you get a quick picture of how the property's doing? You know, you definitely want to look at your your rental, your collections and delinquency, uh, you know, other income collections, some, but more at your rental collections, how you're coming compared to the prior months, especially with COVID versus, uh, you know, a year ago, the year before, and then your expenses, just tracking that you're not having any expenses and expenses can be a little seasonal. So you, you got to keep that in mind, but kind of seeing where you're at for the year and that, you know, are you using more water because it's summer and the pool's being filled. Then that comes down to the NOI. And, and I really like, and I think this is something passives too, is look, look at the net income. Cause in the end, it's what's going in the bank is what's important. Your NOI can be great, but if you've got a lot of a, your CapEx is over, overspending at that point and you're not putting what you want into the bank, you're, you're not going to have money to distribute or you're not going to have money to, to make the, uh, the debt payment. But, you know, just focusing on, um, you know, it, it, one thing I, I like to talk about is looking at your traffic. Is your property getting traffic? And on, on our um, dashboard we get from the property management company, we'll show the net leases signed, like move-ins, move-outs in the next 30 days, in the next week, and tracking that that's moving in a positive way. And, and something I didn't really start paying attention to until fairly recently is, is our work orders. You know, how many overdue work orders if, if your property's getting too far behind on that and people, you know, people are living in apartments because they want somebody else to fix their toilet or, you know, their, their clogged sink or their, you know, and if it's not happening, you're going to get bad reviews. People aren't going to renew or they're going to move out. So I think focusing on on the, the work orders that are underway and, and, you know, we have a set goal and making sure we're staying close to what the goal is on, on the overdue work orders. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. What is your asset management superpower? Persistence. Just uh, looking at the numbers. I mean, I, I love sitting looking at the spreadsheets and uh-oh, and uh, coming up with. Tra- I have Excel. I have a, I track work orders, overdue work orders, make readies, not units that are not ready, and just watching for trends as they start going up. And then I'm sure our regional. I try to be complimentary too, but I don't know that she likes to see emails coming from me. And I tell her, I'm like, look, I really don't want to have to send you emails. But when, you know, something, if I'm seeing the work order uh, not being done in a timely manner, I'm going to let you know if our, our collections are not where they need to be. I want to reach out to you. And I try to pitch it. We're all on the same team. We want to get this right. And and ideally, I, w- I would like to never have to send you an email. First thing Monday mornings, I type the name of our property and then go to the Google reviews. And I look if there's been anything in the last week. I screenshot it and I like doing ones that are positive reviews and send it into the, the on-site manager and our regional and the other um, send, uh, owners, the, not, not the, I don't send them out to everybody, but the other uh, guys that I co-sponsored with and just say, great job, keep it up. Or, you know, look like right now we have one on one of our properties. It's not even anybody that lives there. It's that went in and, you know, so can we get to the bottom of why, why did this person give us a, a, a bad review and then find out they're not even on our rent roll. So we don't know, you know, things like that, that can be fixed too, but, you know, trying to give some positive feedback to the staff, not just complaining to them. 
Awesome. Well, Nick, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking to us a little bit about tertiary markets and asset management. If you can tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. You guys, if you would like to learn more, we can set up a call. You can email me at nick at Thrive Multifamily. So that's N-I-C, no, no K, at Thrive Multifamily, T-H-R-I-V-E, multifamily.com. And I have a calendar link I can set back or I'll, I'll send back to you or we can just email back and forth. But yeah, I'd love to visit with anybody and you know, just let you know what we're doing and, um, and see if we can uh, do something together maybe in the future. I appreciate you guys having me on. Kyle and Gary, I, I appreciate it. I know you guys got a lot going on and uh, thanks for taking time out to, to have me on your show. Yeah, perfect. We appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. And then to anyone listening out there, thank you for listening in. And uh, if you could head over to iTunes and Stitcher, give us a like, subscribe and review so we can continue to grow this podcast. That would be fantastic. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Great. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. You too, Nick. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.